What's going on? How are you doing? Welcome back to Hungry for Apples. Today I wanted to speak a little bit about energy sensitivity or being an energy sensitive person. And I've arranged a little bit of a list, which is not my usual MO, but I thought I'd give it a go this time. So 10 basic tips for the energy sensitive person. But first, before I get into get into the list, I wanted to give you a quick why. Currently on the planet, amongst the pandemic and all the politics, there's a major awakening going on. The energy sensitive person is the one who's sort of pre-wired to lead the way after figuring out how they handle their experiences on all levels. How to work from where you are what you have to offer is a unique and valid and needed at this time. So I am very energy sensitive and I do keep in contact with a good amount of energy sensitive people, but I'm realizing that there are a lot of people out out there that, you know, they're not really in the spiritual community or the consciousness community and they experience a lot of, um, what they seem to describe as uh, a kind of an onslaught or they take on other people's energy, um, refer to it as empath, things like that. And I feel like there is a lot of ways to work with it. And most of the ways people are being told to work with it is protection. And I feel like that's not bad or anything like that, but I feel like people need to learn a little bit more about how to work with it versus protect themselves all of the time. So if this is new to you, these will be helpful basic points. If this is not new to you, maybe you have some things to add and I would really love it if you would let me know. Also, this list isn't in any kind of order of importance. I, I literally just made a list of things I thought would be helpful And here we go. Number one, understanding your ego structure. Now, this is something I've spoken about on this podcast a couple of times. There is a podcast episode referring specifically to the ego. And I feel like it's really important to really understand what your structure is and how you can work with it so that you can integrate the manipulation that can come from that little friend, the ego. Yeah. Okay, so number two, drink lots of water. Now, this has to do with the current situation with the energy oscillating so much. But in general, this is very important for an energy-sensitive person. They often tell you to ground yourself, but you really probably just drink to, need to drink some more water or go swimming or take a shower or something like that. Um, number three, Create meaningful boundaries with yourself and others. So these boundaries are different. The ones you create with yourself have a lot to do with habits that you want to change and the way you address yourself when you do them. And creating new boundaries with people in your life that have been there for a very long time may not be very easy to do. So it takes a while to really accomplish that, but it's an ongoing process 
that is extremely beneficial and really creates a safety net for you and when you're feeling kind of oppressed by energy. Number four, have a meditation practice, but be careful not to be rigid about it. Meditation is very important, but when the energy is oscillating this much, if meditation is very new for you, it might actually give you the opposite effect that you're than you're looking for. So my recommendation is if it's new for you, try a variety of ways to sit and different locations are good too in your home, not in your home, nature, the beach. I, you know, it's, we're coming into winter now, so it depends on where you live. Obviously, if you can not go outside, maybe you set a system up where you light a fire in the morning and you meditate by the fire. Just a suggestion. Number five, have a movement practice that makes you sweat. This is important. Having a movement practice is extremely important, but allowing it to take you to a situation or experience where you are sweating is becoming more and more helpful for me. I mean, it's always been helpful. Let me just clarify. But in the times in between of high energy kind of influx, it's really important to have some kind of a sweat. I know that some of my very energy sensitive people do saunas and stuff like that. I don't personally, but that's just me and my body. You might benefit from that, but I still say movement, a movement practice is extremely important. If not, it's, if not number one on the list, it's at least two or three for most people that I talk to about this. Number six, very important. Don't ignore food allergies and intolerances. Sometimes we really, really wish we didn't have those going on. And I totally understand because I have a lot of them. But when the energy is really challenging for you, this is a very important time for you to not go against your allergies. The chances are pretty high that it will be more struggle to get through the allergic reaction if that's what it is or an intolerance if it's digestive or something like that. Now granted, I don't know you. This is from my experience and by speaking to a handful of friends that have been very versed in the area for a kind of a long time actually now that I think about it. Okay, let's move on. Number seven, find others that are energy sensitive to communicate with. Now, there is a difference between being highly sensitive and being energy sensitive. Um, I know that there's um, some codes out there that I'm just not that versed in. And what I mean is, if you're energy sensitive and you're working with it, the chances are pretty high that you're not super sensitive to other people's words and actions or you've already been working on that. So that's what I mean by sensitive versus energy sensitive. 
you know, you might have been very sensitive before and now you're energy sensitive, whatever works for you. All I'm saying is, is find some people that are working on energy sensitivity that are conscious to communicate with. Um, yeah, it's important. You might not find them right away and then they will appear, but you have to want to find people to communicate with on this level. Otherwise, they don't really appear. It's kind of weird like that. Number eight, avoid blame on all levels. Now, this is really hard for the energy sensitive person because often there's a lot of guilt and shame in tandem with the energy sensitivity. If you're super sensitive and you have been your whole life, which most of us have, and then you move into energy sensitivity, it's really easy to kind of get caught up in these old patterns of blaming yourself for not knowing what to do or what to say or how to interact with someone because they've misread some sensitivity thing on your end. And then there's, there's a lot of back and forth there. It can be with yourself or with other people. It really depends on where your habits are and what you're expanding from because we're all in a different pathway. We're all on a different order. There's no linear order actually is just a better way to say that. So blame can look like, you know, the inner critic really giving you grief over and over and over again. There's a sense of blame in there. It's just that you're used to having this conversation in your head. So trying to separate yourself from some of that is going to be extremely helpful. And also the thing where, where you extend the feeling out to somebody else. So if somebody's coming into your space and you feel that they're sad and you feel sad too, um, they're not making you sad. You might be feeling your, their sadness, but they're sad and you are feeling their sadness. Yeah, they're not making you sad. This is a redirect that needs to happen for most energy sensitive people because of the empathy thing. Now I'm not saying empathy is bad, but you have more control over this than you've been told. It's kind of why I'm making the list. Number nine, understand when you are bargaining with yourself. This is attached to the blame thing. There comes a time where you jump over into this more spiritual zone with all of this and a bargain starts to happen. What if I just wait? What if I just do this for a little longer? How much longer am I going to have to do this? All of these kind of questions where you're bargaining with your inner spirit when you found that inner spirit to give you instructions, you've asked them to be there to help you, yeah, but you're starting to bargain. It's the same thing with like the devil on your shoulder and the angel on your shoulder, just inside you. So that is part of the ego structure connection. And all of these things can be rewired with just a little bit of attention over a long period of time. It doesn't have to take a very long time, but the reason that I worded it that way is so that there's very little expectation on how long it will take. So if you think it's just going to take a while and you stop thinking about how long it's taking, this is going to be more helpful than ticking off days. Oh, I did this again today. I did that again today. 
that's part of protection. Here we're opening up the energy pathway so that you can work with what you've got. And here we have made it to number 10. Something important to know. Amplification precedes release. So often amplification comes with a very high energy zone, whether it's full moon or an energy influx or some special stargate, some special astrology thing, whatever it is that you pay attention to, if you feel like you're super high vibe and it's agitating you and it's very, very, very frustrating and you don't really know why that's happening, that is amplification. It is not something that's really in your control, except for you can understand that if it starts to happen, that means something is going to release from your body, from your system, from your memory. You're going to not be giving yourself grief over something soon, whatever that is for you. So how do you work with that? You try not to judge it. You try not to make any um, the bargaining things going to come up, all of that. Try not to make any decisions about what it is and what's going to happen. So that's the list of 10. And I wanted to add one thing. The more we heal ourselves individually, the more people around us will naturally heal. This is something that's said in the spiritual community a lot, and it often sounds very lofty because it's attached to possibly something that's esoteric that is hard to kind of connect to. But the reality is when people around you see you taking care of yourselves, they also start to take care of themselves. But also if you energetically heal yourselves, just you being more contained in your system and in control of what you have control of, which is actually very little, which is <laughs> another joke, but the more that you learn to work with the energy in your body, the more naturally people will heal around you. And it's one thing by leading by example, but there's this other thing that's happening that is very hard to explain. I don't really understand it, but I definitely see that it happens. Um, the more people are healing that are in contact, the more people naturally heal. Whether they start exercising or just eating better, that's one thing, but just their spirit. And, you know, for some people, that's really all that it takes for an awakening, a little, a little jump. Some of us have to do a lot of work, <laughs> but you know, I appreciate the work. So that was a 10, a list of 10, 10 basic tips for the energy sensitive person. Please feel free to email me if you have any questions or if you have anything you'd like to add. The email is the podcast, hungry for apples podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Bye. All right, that's our show.